June 13th. Well, there's no way to sugarcoat this. Moisture got into our stim ration and it tastes like shit. We've noticed a small change in taste uh, for about the last two to three days and just discovered what it was. A bit too late, unfortunately. I expect a decline in productivity and possibly the need to stop mining an hour or two earlier depending upon morale. I will try to maximize the team's efficiency day over day, but I'm concerned about pushing too hard without stim and having to cut into the next day's productivity. End of audio log 12. Yo, what is up, Pokemon trainers? This is Blake from the Sticky Button Podcast. And this is Brandon. And we're coming at you just a couple gyms in. And we're going to talk about some brilliant diamond and shining pearl. And, bro, I'm just so pumped about this. I'm, I'm like, gushing. I just can't wait to talk about this, man. <laughs> I am so excited. I've been playing this game every, every little pocket of time that I get. And I feel like a little kid again. It's so much nostalgia. So much fun. Let's get right into it. Yeah, same dude. You know, honestly, I had I just didn't even realize like how excited I was for this until like it came out and I was just playing it. Like as soon as I had it in my hands, I was like, oh my gosh, dude. I think that so like we've kind of said on the pod before that gen three was our first gen, but I think I spent more time in this in gen four and in the original pearl, platinum, and diamond than I think any other. I might go ahead and, and say the same thing. I didn't realize how much time I spent in the Sinnoh region until I revisited the Sinnoh region. And I'm, I had memorized the whole thing, like the back of my hand. It's crazy mm-hmm. that I can just go back to this world years later and have such a vivid recollection of it. Yeah, dude, I feel the same way, man. I mean, it's a little different for me because I, I did just play Pearl like almost a year ago, but even yeah. still, man. Oh, it's just crazy. So really quick, before we get too much into it, we're not going to be going over any spoilers of this game. I mean, we've both only beaten the second gym at this point. But I mean, we might talk about it a little bit later, like in a future episode. But I I mean, I pretty much know how I feel about this game. I mean, I'm 12 hours in. I don't know about you, but I don't think our views are pretty much going to change too much on this game after today. But I guess you never know. If it changes, we'll let you know. But, oh, man, dude, I'm so excited. So, first off, dude, let's go starters, man. Who'd you pick? I picked Chimchar, good old Chimchar. I mean, that speed, that special attack stat, I mean, he's just, he's nuts. Yeah. He's nuts. Same, man. I, I feel like I feel like you got to go with Chimchar, man. I mean, like, I love Turtwig. I love Piplup. But I don't know, dude. They they're uh, they're definitely second round picks for me for sure. Yeah, I I get behind that. I was considering Piplup heavily though. Yeah, I mean he's so cute. Piplup's so cute, but I I don't know. I just feel like his second type, his second type is steel. Like when he gets to be a Napoleon, and I just feel like he just doesn't get any good steel type moves. I mean, maybe it's, that's changed, yeah. but. I kind of feel like it's a wasted type. I feel like they wasted it on him. But. Yeah, I could see that. So, okay, I got to ask. Do you think they changed the moves up for the starters? Have you noticed anything that you thought was different? Flame wheel feels a little different. I don't remember flame wheel. Yeah, I 
I, I feel was, like it was was it fire spin or something like that maybe no fire spin is a fire oh no 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 yeah oh man i don't you know hold on what, what was the one that like made the star shape in the animation do you know which one i'm talking about you are talking about ember yeah maybe i don't know i yeah i actually the the one that felt really different to me was was mock punch or not mock punch what's the one where your your attack focus gets- punch Focus punch. That's the one where your attack gets raised after every time you use it, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember that one. Because I remember, I don't remember having a type advantage in the first gym. And so the first gym is is rock, right? Or is it is it ground? It's rock, right? It's rock. Yeah. So, I mean, I always get rock and ground because they're, they're just so similar. I always get them confused. But so the focus punch is a super effective move against rock type. And I, I don't remember having Chimchar being able to sweep the rock gem, but Hey, my boy did it. Yeah. With that fighting type. Move. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to love in the frame. You can, yeah, you can stack those fighting moves. Yeah. I love Inferno dude. I got to double check on that. It's power up. Punch. Power up, power up punch. Yeah, I, I don't remember that one from the first first playthrough. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember that either. I think that I think they might have reworked the moves a little bit, which hey, I mean it's fine with me. You know, I know that I actually I, I don't know, I can't give any examples, but I know that there were some moves that they changed from Gen 3 Pokemon when you took Gen 3 Pokemon into Pokemon Sword and Shield, their movesets had been completely reworked. So I think that, that that's probably the same thing here, but I'm fine with. I th- I think it's cool. I mean that man. I might I might keep that that move the whole game. I mean that's crazy. You get a every time you land a hit, your attack goes up. That's crazy. And especially like once your attack gets better. Yeah. I don't know. It's scary. It's just scary because you just you just you can keep, keep stacking. You can keep stacking and then get like a good. What's that close combat? Oh my gosh, dude. I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah, dude. It's all over, man. It's all over for the Elite Four. I already know. (laughs) Man, I'm so excited. I actually, like, truthfully, I don't really remember too much of the end game. I don't really remember too much of, like, the final bits of the game. So I'm really excited to, to jump back into that. I actually remember when I replayed Pearl, like, a year ago, I stopped at the eighth gym. I never made it through, so... I'm so pumped uh, just to get back into this, but do you have any overall thoughts or anything that you want to talk about really quick? Any like quick thoughts, anything that jumps out at you that you're, you're really liking about this? I'm really enjoying the fact that, you know, they made quality of life improvements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can send Pokemon to boxes right away. You can, organize your boxes on the go you can also the graphics look a lot better oh man dude it's incredible i really appreciate that i mean it looks really nice but they also didn't take away from it really Mm -hmm. they really respected that and they just they did a really good job through and through so far i'm giving it a 10 out of 10 honestly that's awesome dude yeah, I really fuck with that. I mean, I feel the same way, man. The quality of life improvements. I mean, some of the ones that really like stuck out to me, like I just, 
I love being able to change my move order in my Pokemon and just being able to put the move that you use the most at the top of the list. Like, I know that's like a small thing and it doesn't really affect anything too much, but oh, I just love that. I mean, I think it's come up in other gens like that I haven't played yet, but the first time I experienced that was in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And man, oh man, I just, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to <laughs> what it was before after having that. I think the the HMs, I was a little bit worried about that. And I think in our in our earliest earlier talks about it, I, I was really trepidatious about what they were going to do with the HMs and the Poketch. It seemed like the way they explained it in the, the promotion, I was like, that seems like a good fix. But I mean, you don't know until you have it in your hands. And I yeah. think it works out great, man. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. I kind of forget it's there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a great way to, to have it. And it's just like the the R button pulls up that the poke etch. So if you're if you're a first time player and you're playing this, the poke etch, that was the whole bottom of the DS. So that was the whole bottom screen and you could always interact with it. And I, I just think it's really interesting how they moved that to where instead of having, cause like obviously the switch has one screen and I was, I was kind of worried that it wasn't gonna feel good, but I love that you can just hold one button and it pulls up a secondary screen that you can have in the main screen and you can just hide it whenever. And just the design factor of it as well, where like on the Switch, you're never really over that R button anyway. So it feels really natural to just like reach for it and go to that second screen. That's just, yeah, it's really well done, really well thought out. Yeah, definitely, man. And then actually that makes me really excited for the future of the DS catalog because, I mean, you know me, man, I, I love just being able to like go back and play old games that I never got to experience. Yeah. And I've just kind of been like, man, like with the, the Game Boy games, like, I mean, like you can download ROMs in the internet and put them on, like, I mean, you can play them on your phone, you know I mean? If you have the right apps for it. And yeah, it's just like with the DS, I'm always like, what are they going to do? Because it's two screens. I mean, truthfully, like the second screen of the DS was never really used that effectively <laughs> in very many games. Most of them, they just used it for like a map. <laughs> but I mean, in some of them, they, they did actually have stuff that you would interact with, like like in the Grand Underground, for example. You know, I think that works pretty well. With I mean, have you done it in handheld mode? What's what's handheld mode? Uh, like when you're just holding the switch instead of having to dock. Oh, yeah, I've done it. I've done it. And it, that's mostly when I played it. Is you, do you do touchscreen when you're in the underground and doing like the mining? No, I just press A. Oh, I do. Okay. I press, I hold the R to like switch and then I press A. I wonder if, have you tried touchscreen? I have. I have. Does it, does it work if you do the touchscreen? Okay. It works. I just don't like putting my fingerprints on my screen. I'm just, I'm very, uh, very particular about that. No, I get that. Man. <laughs> I was just, I was just curious because I've, He's got screen protectors on deck, man. (laughs) Screen electronic wipes. Uh, Oh, yes. Yeah, my bad. Do you have a screen protector? (laughs) I do. I do have a screen protector. I don't play. (laughs) Yeah, I got one of those too. Oh, man. Anyways, (laughs) I was just kind of like, I I knew that you were going to do it and I knew you were going to play in in handheld mode. And I don't know. I, I actually haven't played it a single time in handheld mode, so. I'm probably going to, I'll probably do that here just because it, it just feels so nice when you do it, but I don't know. I really just wanted to throw it up on the TV, man. 
I wanted that experience. I've been itching itching to do that. I just got back home and man, I can't wait to just put it on my monitor, my curved screen and just see (laughs) it. Oh man. It it feels really good, especially like when you get into a battle and they kind of do like the sweeping shot of a landscape. I really like that. I think they did a great job with that. I'm stoked. Yeah, man. I guess kind of just moving on to some other things that I really liked about it. Man, it just, it feels so good to play an isometric Pokemon game again. Like where you're looking down at it. Like it just feels like a return to form, man. Yes. That's something that I didn't know how to, well, yeah, I wanted to say, but I didn't know how to say it. Mm -hmm. Such a like, it just feels so, uh, it just feels better. Yeah, I've actually, dude, I've been thinking about this so much and I think I might be able to help you a little bit find the words. It feels like there's like a formula to all the Pokemon games up to up to this point, like up to Gen 4. They were like, you would just explore this huge map and like go to different towns and different places and find these little hidden secrets. And then especially like in Sword and Shield, like they very much like, it's like a line, <laughs> you know, like you have a line, like you don't, you can't take all these like right and left turns and find these like hidden paths and these like yeah. hidden abilities. And, and it just feels, it also felt like in, in sword and shield, like you would see, you could look down the route and see every single trainer and you're like, okay, well, I know I've got to beat these three people walk through this patch and then beat these people. But like when you're in the isometric view, you can only see so much. So you're, I'm always like, Oh my gosh, like what's around this next corner or like, yeah, what's over there. Like in my, my, to the next town yet like i really need to heal up and it's like do i go yeah. back or like i don't know how far i am and yeah that just like that sense of mystery and discovery i feel like really was not in sword and shield for me but it's definitely in this and i'm really happy that we get to experience yeah. that again and it's it's something that i didn't get to give sword and shield the time that I wanted because that I didn't feel at home in that kind of environment, but because I grew up playing Pokemon in that isometric view and like, that's really the way I like it. So I can see why people had that argument. I had heard it in the internet before. And now I can honestly say, I see the, I see the bright side or the uh, insert analogy. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I totally feel the same way, man. And, and so like, I, I really was very positive on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Actually, I don't know if we've really talked about it too much on the show since we had our episode about it, but I'll just say, man, I, I put about 500 hours into Pokemon Sword. Wow. Yeah. I, at the I, end of, yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? 500. That's, dude, you should throw and like, should do something for Sword and Shield. Oh my gosh, dude. I totally, oh my gosh, dude. I totally forgot. I was going to say this at the beginning of the episode. I beat the Pokédex, man. I got my first Pokédex in Sword. I was waiting for you to say it. Oh my gosh, dude. I, I, oh man. I feel like that was the perfect way to end the books on that game. I mean, I'm, I still might go back to it and play, but you did it, dude. That was okay. That was, that felt like an accomplishment. Like I, I'm not going to lie. Like I feel, I feel proud about that one. That's my uh is that your first completed? Yeah, and I don't think I'm ever gonna do it again. <laughs> I think you're gonna do it with brilliant, brilliant diamond. I don't know, man. I I mean this is one of the things I wanted to talk about in this. I actually 
I don't really love the Pokédex in this in this gen. I feel like man, we've talked about it before. I feel like the first half of the game is chock full of Bidoofs, and then you don't get any of the cooler Pokemon until the second yeah. half of the game. So, yeah, that is true. I mean, I I mean, I love Shinx. Love was it? What's his last Luxray? Yeah, I like I like Luxray. I I mean, like, there's a lot of Pokemon that I like, but. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm I'm excited. I'm kind of hoping that I'll find some vigor and find a new team that I've never had before. That's kind of what I'm hoping for this gen. But yeah, dude. Yeah. So basically what I was saying in Pokemon Sword and Shield, they have these like these bombastic like gym battles. And once you get to the end of the DLC, I don't know if you ever made it there. You have this ability play. You can, I guess, compete in this galarian star tournament did you ever get there no so basically once you get that or basically what it is it's like you and you pick somebody and you do two on two like two v two doubles matches against all of the the gym leaders and leon so me and me and hop we together took on like a bracket of people and it was really cool and we faced off leon and Oh, what's the dragon type? What's his name? Ran? How do you say his last name? How do you say his name? It's R-A-I-H-A-N. <laughs> Raihan. Raihan. Yeah, so it was Leon and Raihan and me and Hop. We we crushed him. I mean, Hop still has mm-hmm. his... Like, Hop's so weird, man. He has double and then he has, like, whichever Zostian or Samazenta. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> and then the starters. I'm just like, what are you doing out here? <laughs> But yeah, so that was really cool. And then I'm actually um <laughs> dude, leave uh, up alone. He's, he's put in that work, dude. <laughs> Raihan and Leon, that's no joke. Oh uh, yeah, me, I mean me and Hot, we took it. We took this the Galarian Star tournament, but yeah, so barely, I, probably. <laughs> barely. Double swept him, man. He was the sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Man, I just had, oh, gosh. I had a lot of fun in that just because, I mean, it's just like these huge, sounds fun. like giant bombastic battles where you're like in this stadium and everybody's like cheering you on, you know? And I think that's what Sword and Shield did so well. I love that. Did you Gigantamax in those battles? Oh, of course, dude. Yeah. It's really fun because it, it toggles between you and the, the person you're doing doubles with, too. So. And I think the the more you play it, the more people you unlock. So like, I could have picked Hop, Marnie, or Beatty. I think for the first time, and then I think you can only pick like Hop and Marnie, and then maybe the first two gym leaders for your second time around. And I did Hop and Marnie. So, but anyways, that, I mean that's just so fun, like being in those those giant battles. But I think that's really just about all that game has going for it. Well, I mean, it has some other things too, but I mean, that's not really why we're here, but <laughs> just getting back into that isometric view and like the return to form of Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, like, I just think it's so great, man. And I actually wanted to to run this past you. It's kind of like this thought I was having. I just wanted to know what you thought on it. I think that this is probably the best game that you could play, the best Pokemon game you could play right now. If you're a newcomer, if you've never played the series before or if you played a long time ago and you're looking to get back into it. 
I agree. I think I think it's so well done. It's it's really designed well to newcomers, and it'll it'll bring you into the franchise. I think if you play that, I mean, if you don't want to complete the Pokédex, you can get into some other Pokemon games. But it's a it's a great introduction. Yeah, definitely, man. And one of the things I had a couple of things that I just wanted to like run through that I thought were like reasons why I think this is probably the best game for somebody that either hasn't played or if you're a returning player. Obviously, like the formula, kind of like what we were talking about, like it's kind of like the isometric view, like you really get to explore the whole area. You get to pick your team, pick a Pokemon team and and you aren't really punished for for switching Pokemon in and out because of the XP share, like I really think it really helps you boost up your whole team and you can just switch Pokemon in and out. And like Brandon said, you can do that on the go wherever you are, which is not something you could do in, in the gen originally. And I think, I mean, you guys know how I feel about tutorials. I think that this one, like, I mean, obviously like Brandon and I, we've been playing these games a long time. We know how to play a Pokemon game. We don't really need the tutorial. But that being said, I think like I'm trying to be as objective as possible, but I think this is probably the best Pokemon tutorial that I've played in a while. I mean, it, it kind of holds your hand a little bit, but not too much. And I think it, I think it does a pretty good job with it. Yeah. I didn't even notice that I was doing a tutorial. And you know, that's, that's the mark of a good tutorial, man. With Pokemon Sword and Shield, for example, I, I really was like, come on, like, let me get to it. And seriously, it really just, it took, <laughs> it took forever, man. Cause I mean, you, I mean, they have a lot of like cinematics in Pokemon sword where, you know, you're doing stuff and you just want to, honestly, you know, I felt like that whole game, now that I'm thinking about it, the whole game, they like disrupt you with, I guess, I guess this, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. They disrupt you with like cutscenes and you trying to help, adults out and i'm gonna say adults because i think in i just i just replayed pokemon sword to beat the pokedex and i think like at one point leon says like don't worry about this like you just worry about the gym challenge let the adults handle this he's like i'm the unbeatable champion after all and (laughs) i'm and like in this game like it's all on you like you're the only competent person in pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl so it's on you to save the world in this one but Man, I totally lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Just the difference between the dynamic of Pokemon Sword and Shield, how there are actually adults in the world and and Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond. It's like you are the ultra adult. Everyone goes to you for the answers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like literally, like everybody goes to you for the answers. And like, I think that that this game just really is like does a great job of like kind of like Professor Rowan. He's like the, the NPC you meet at the beginning. Like he's very much like, hey, like you took this Pokemon. It is what it is. It looks like it's bonded to you. Like, well, you have to do me a favor now. Take this Pokedex and fill it out and go take on the gym challenge. And oh, man, you got Team Galactic in here, too. But <laughs> I also think that like the, the quality of life improvements that, that we've kind of touched on, um, I think that those really are going to. I don't know. I kind of think they're kind of like the bare bones, you know, I mean, truthfully, I think the quality of life's in this, I mean, moving forward into the future, you know, I think they're, they're probably about as bare bones 
And I mean, there's some really cool things. I mean, you can change your outfit too. And which <laughs> I hate that red hat, man. <laughs> but I just, I just got a new outfit. I don't know. Do you, do you feel the same way about the hat as I do? I mean, I don't really quite mind it. I'm going <laughs> to save my money. You know, it's funny, man. I actually, they, when I was going through the beginning, you start, you start without the hat and it was like, they were mocking me, man, because they made like the, your mom has like a one liner about how you can't leave your house without your favorite hat. And then she puts it on your head. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was this close to walking out without it. <laughs> but in the, <laughs> another reason this is a, a great game for the newcomers is they, it kind of shows you what Pokemon used to be with the random encounters. And what I mean yeah. by that is you walk into a patch of grass and you'll just find the random encounters. Like you'll bump into a Pokemon. You won't know it's there. You won't know what Pokemon it is until it's in battle with you. And that's not the case in, in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like you can see the Pokemon in the patches of grass. You can see them in the overworld and in the wild areas. And they do have that in the grand underground, those areas. So you can see both what it used to be and what it is now. And I'm assuming going forward. I really appreciate that too. That little like mix element. That's why I've been spending so much time in the grand underground because I've been trying to, you know, fill up my Pokédex a little bit. There's some really rare Pokemon at some low levels. So mm -hmm. it's a good chance. I yeah. caught a Gastrodon. Oh, nice. nice. They, I don't know if you noticed this, but the in, when you're in the underground, the Pokemon scale to your level, whereas yeah. in the overworld, they're at a set amount. So I think that's really cool that if you're looking for a challenge, just hop into the Grand Underground and you'll meet Pokemon there at your level. And, and that makes it nice, too, because if you're trying to add someone to your team, like you don't have to train them up at all. And they, they do have Pokemon that aren't in this regions pokedex like i caught a a swablu that's dude where are you getting all these rare pokemon you're definitely <laughs> you're definitely spending a lot of time in the grand underground. actually i i've i spent a lot of time the first day the first time i got into the grand underground i spent a lot of time in that because i really wanted to find a fossil because that's why i got diamond is because i always as a kid i always wanted cranidos on my team because of the first gym but i had pearl and I didn't, at the time, I didn't know that you couldn't get Carnados until... Until after post-game. Well, I didn't, I don't know. I guess I never made it that far. But I mean, so basically now, if you're trying to find out how to do anything, you can just Google it. And there's a ton of resources on how to help you out. But when we were kids, I feel like we didn't have that. So I was just kind of in the dark. Uh, I never Blake, really... We definitely had Google. I know we had Google, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like I never found it. <laughs> Or maybe I just didn't think that way. Maybe I didn't think that I could ask Google how to help me in my Pokemon game. Because I don't maybe think I, I... At heart, you're just not going to not gonna do that to a video game. You're going to respect it. Maybe. I, I, that's how it should be, in my opinion. Yeah, because I, I have noticed in the, in the last couple of games, I'll, I'll get a Pokemon and I'll just immediately look up its moveset, like its entire moveset, and I'll be like, does this fit in with my strategy or my team? Like, yeah, I want this move. I don't want this move. Like, does it have any good TMs or? Yeah. So that's, I actually, I did I that mean, for. Like, 
Did you ever watch the anime? I it's in the region. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. There's there's this one character called Paul. He has purple hair and he wears like this really really douchey jacket. Mm-hmm. And he he's like a very kind of like just annoying trainer and he's really mean to his pokemon he like he deletes them from his team and like if they're not useful to him and like he looks at all their move sets and he kind of he does exactly that uh, i was just gonna say you're sounding like paul right now oh no (laughs) scared i don't want to turn into paul i'm gonna look him up i'm gonna see if i'm gonna see what he looks like he's a he's a strong trainer i mean he he's you know he's he's good because of it, but he's just so mean to Pokemon. Oh, he that. looks like a douche, man. <laughs> I don't want to be Paul. I don't want to turn into Paul. <laughs> no, I I used to like I was saying in Sword I would do that. I like if there was a Pokemon, I was like, am I really gonna spend the time training this Pokemon up? But yeah. I haven't done that for for a couple Pokemon, so I'm I just kind of that mystery still here. So. For sword, that's fair because it's just endless possibilities, and there's just so many ways to level up your Pokemon. I mean, you could literally give them XP candy L mm-hmm. until they were good enough to fit your team. Here, you don't really—I don't—at least not yet. Maybe yeah, they have a single the rare candy. So we'll see. I wonder how many Pokemon are in the Pokédex. Anger's like 170 something for the first half. Yeah, so there's the only shield. there's only 151 Pokemon in Shino's Pokédex, whereas Sword and Shield had 400. So there is not as many possibilities that you can have. Oh man, I forgot. I got to put a Lucario on my team. I'm really excited. Are you gonna have a, a Garchomp on your team? Go for a Kibble. Yeah, and a Salamence. Salamence. In terms of the Salamence. I don't know if I know that one. What was it? Salamence. Oh, that's uh, the dragon. That's the dragon type. Yeah, okay. I got you. Yeah. Is that uh, Do you have a dragon type yet? Not yet. I'm working on it. That's why I've been spending so much time in the Grand Underground. I figure there's going to be a dragon underground. You know, you can get the statues. I So I don't know how to do this yet, but I think if you make a hidden base, you can put statues of the Pokemon type you're looking for. So if you, I mean, you'd have to find dragon type statues and then you could put them in your secret base, but I don't know how to make a secret base yet. So I made one. You did? How'd you do it? I actually put every statue I own. Maybe I should just keep one statue out. I don't, I don't think it, do you have a dragon or, statue? Does it stack? Yeah. I, have, I think I that, dragon I, statue. I think they stack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I filled up my room with statues already. Cause I've been, How'd you make this secret base? I'm, dude, I'm telling you, I spent that much time in the Grand Underground. But w- what I had to do is I bought, I went up back to the old man's house and I spoke to someone and I bought a kit at home. It's like a an ex- something explorer kit. And then you just pick a spot. Oh, wow. And then after you, do, after you do it once, you can actually find one of the vendors underground and buy more. You can make multiple secret bases. Oh, that's really cool, man. That's cool. I'll have to look into that. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's just so much, I mean, there's so much that you can do. I I mean, like with this gen, they, they added some like mini games too. like, obviously you have the ground underground, which we're really enjoying. And they also have the the show contest for the contests. Have you done any of those? Not yet. 
not yet. Yeah, I'm actually I I didn't really I never got into it when I played it originally, but I think I might I think I might go in on this hard man because I'm I'm already I'm really trying to maximize all the berries I have so I can make poffins, but I've never made a poffin. I never made one in the original games and I haven't done it yet, but I think I'm going to, I think I might try and do that. I think I might try and max that out. And I don't know. It seems like kind of fun. So basically you can like cook poffins, which make your Pokemon stat increase, but they only, I mean, like they don't affect you in battles or anything. It really only matters for these like beauty show contests and you kind of do like a rhythm based mini game and it's it's pretty cool. I did win. A, I won a normal one with my my chim not Monferno. Monferno. Yeah, I won one with my Monferno, and I don't know, dude. You actually you should check it out for no other reason than you meet your mom in the Super Show. Actually, I think it's. I don't even think you've made it this far yet. Actually, I think this. I think it makes you. I think the story makes you go and see the show or do the like the showcase thing. I think it makes you walk in the building before you can do anything else but your mom gives you a tuxedo and you should definitely try and do one of those things just so you can try the tuxedo on because it looks sick i think it looks really cool i wish i could just wear that tuxedo around the whole game but man they won't they won't let you <laughs> but it, it seriously it looks really cool it's kind of like like a futuristic pattern i think it's really cool but i mean i don't really have have too much more to say other than also like something really quick if you're a newcomer or if you're a returning fan you should definitely check this game out because they also they do this thing they haven't done on any other pokemon actually i guess they kind of did it on sword and shield but they'll put a little objective in the map so if you're if you're struggling on where to go you can just click on the map and it'll say it'll give you like a little hint it's like hey explore the city or travel to this city or so it's they're kind of like small hints like they don't tell you exactly what to do which i think in sword and shield they pretty much told you exactly what to do it seems like this is a a better middle ground where they like give you a hint but it's still kind of up to you to discover it so and i do like that so i just kind of wanted to do some remake analysis because this is obviously this is a remake of a gen of the original gen 4 games Diamond and Pearl, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So I wanted to just take a look back at the history of all the Pokemon remakes and just kind of talk with you about those. So the first one, the original Pokemon game, Pocket Monsters. <laughs> Actually, I think it was called Pocket Monsters in Japan. And then I think that, I don't know if it was like a copyright or something, but they, they shortened it to Pokemon. So it was Pokemon Red and Blue in America. That came out in 1998 on the Game Boy. The original Game Boy. Have you ever have you ever seen what the the originals look like? No, I haven't. They're like black and white, man. It's crazy. They they look completely different from what you. Would, I mean, obviously, it was 1998. Do a quick little Google search of Pokemon Red. Yeah, it looks crazy, but I mean, you can totally see the the DNA of what is there now in it. It's just all black and white. It's still isometric. The the trees look like rocks. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, there it really almost looks like the texture or the, I guess like what you can walk on versus like the tall grass. It doesn't even really look that there. It just looks like a different texture. 
because it's not like a different color or anything. It doesn't really look like it pops too much. It just, it's kind of cool. It's, it's just cool to look at, but like you can still tell it's a Pokemon game. Like it just looks very similar. And even if you look at like the original Pokemon professor's house, like, and the table with the three Pokeballs, like you can, you can totally see the, the DNA there. And I just think it's cool to, to look at that because that came out in 1998 and six years later in 2004, they made the Game Boy Advance remakes, Fire Red and Leaf Green. And if you look at what those look like, it's a giant leap. I mean, those are, I mean, they're basically a Gen 3 game, which is like an alpha, or I'm sorry, which is like a Sapphire and Ruby. I love the way the cartridge looks. Yeah, the cartridges were sick too, because they're like the the plastic. But yeah, I just think it's it's just such a huge leap to go from black and white to basically what sapphire and ruby look like and i just think that's crazy honestly i think it's nuts they definitely thought it out you know they probably don't probably could have made it in color from the start well that and that's the second one so gen 2 the second one which was pokemon gold and silver that came out one year later in 1999 and that was that was on the game boy color and the remakes for that one came out 10 years later on the Nintendo DS as Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So it went from a six years, a six year gap for remakes to a 10 year gaps in, in remakes. And yeah, I mean, obviously like it went from a Game Boy Color game to what Shining, or I'm sorry, what Pokemon Diamond and Pearl were originally on. It's so interesting to like look at, look back at like the technology the console that it was on and how that kind of was like a limiting factor for the games. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's crazy. Cause if you like a Game Boy Color cartridge is so much bigger than the DS cartridge, you know, I mean, Oh, I just think it's, I just think it's cool to look back at that. And so that was gen two and then gen three, which is Pokemon Sapphire and Pokemon Ruby that came out in 2002 and their remakes came out in 2014 on the 3DS. So those were Game Boy Advance games that came out in 2002. Their re- remakes came out in 2014 on the 3DS, 3DS, which was 12 years later, which that's just crazy, man. I mean, to go from a Game Boy Advance game to a 3DS, I actually, I, I don't know how I feel about that one particularly. I don't, I don't know if that one aged as well. Um, well, I mean, because they went from 2D to 3D, and I don't know. What, what do you think about that one? The Sapphire, or an Alpha Sapphire. The remakes? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people, I remember a lot of people didn't appreciate the fact that they did. You know, they made that stylistic change, but I enjoyed it at the time because I, don't know, I was a kid, and I was just taking it as it was. It was really fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I like it. I I don't, I mean, obviously, I mean, like they made that stylistic change, but I don't think that one is as clear cut in the, like, if you look at one and look like, if you look at them side by side, like, which one do you think is more impressive? I, I don't, I mean, I think that it's the remakes hand down, hands down for the other two, but this one, I don't know. Cause I mean, I, I'm actually, I, I'm playing through, that Gen 3 remake right now, 
Alpha Sapphire. And I think it's really cool. I think that I like what they did. I think it's got some great quality of life improvements, but I don't think it holds up in the same way because that's in very early version of Nintendo 3D. And I don't think it looks as crisp as a later version of them doing 2D, if that makes sense. So it makes sense. Whereas like, I think that what we have now is like a 3D version uh, like this Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearls, like a 3D-ish version of a 2D game. And I think it looks a lot better than the original and better than Alpha Sapphire. So, yeah. So also, so coming on to this game, this was originally released in 2006 for the Nintendo DS and Diamond and Pearl. And obviously their remakes came out this year in 2021 on the Switch, which is 15 years later. Wow. I just think that's crazy. Yeah, that's a huge time skip. Yeah, man. It, I don't know. For me personally, it, it definitely takes me back. Me too, man. I was six. That's crazy to think about it. I was six years old. I don't know what age. I think I was probably like nine, maybe. Oh, my God. I was eight. I was like eight or nine. Yeah. I remember I would, um, before school, I'd get up extra early to check up on my mom's. Well, I ate breakfast. That was always, that was like my morning ritual. And then I couldn't wait. And then at school, I, all I would think about was my Pokemon. So I couldn't wait to get back home. Oh, that's awesome, man. I I always remember just wishing that I could just have them with me and like play them in like school. Like yeah, I, I, I would be bored in class and I just wish that I could do that instead. There you go. That's where we, that's where we were and where we are now. And man, this game's cute too. I don't know if we touched on that at all, but I think it's really got that Q factor. Um, ex- yeah. As soon as you get on that more for the fans. So. <laughs> it's just, I think it's just cute. Obviously like Pokemon, they all have a, some of them are, are cute, cuter than others, you know, but I think that this game stylistically is really cute because they really squish the character models down when you're in the isometric view and they kind of waddle a little bit when they walk. Yeah which is just kind of funny, but it definitely has that Q factor. So, and like all the faces are kind of round too. I mean, obviously when you get into the battles, they, they look a lot more realistic, but when you're in the overworld, it looks kind of cute and you'll just see like this one, this one gets me. So there'll be like a person in like a karate suit and they'll have like the headband and they'll just be like pacing. Like, it looks like they're just going so fast up and down and they'll just be like walking a circle and you battle them, and then after you're done battling them, you can talk to them and be like, oh, I can't believe we lost, but we're here to toughen up. And, or I don't know. It's just kind of cute. Or you'll – I actually – I yeah, I yeah, talked to – mean the hikers. The hikers. <laughs> the hikers are – oh, man. They're, they're like twice as big as every other – every other It's person. ironic because it's like how is a hiker, a person who's going up so much elevation, just like twice as big as everybody else? Uh, and they make them look chubby too. They're like really big. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cute. And then I think I I think I was battling a a trainer that was a fisherman. And he's like, it's really uh I think after I beat him, I think he said, Well, fishing's really more of a solo hobby, anyways. <laughs> it's it's just kind of cute. There's there are like little responses and remarks and and I think that's kind of part of what makes Pokemon Pokemon. I like cuteness and just 
I don't know. Like the writing, writing doesn't have to be over the top to make a difference. And I think in, in Pokemon, it's really about like those small one-liners and like small bits that really, that really make it. Cause there's so much, you know, it's, I mean, it's a humongous world. And if you just have a little bit here and a little bit there, that can really go a long way. And I think that this game does a great job of doing that. Of not overstimulating the player. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sword and Shield could have done that for some people. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's really like no no cinematics, like not really any cutscenes. So yeah. it all kind of happens in the in the isometric view, which is really and I, nice. I love that element of it. And you really spend you're really spending time playing Pokemon, you know, just being that grass and running into you know whatever you find finding new trainers around the corner and you're like damn I, guess I wish i could have avoided this one mm-hmm. it's like if i had gone that way and i had cut that tree down and walked that way i wouldn't have to battle this one and i'd be able to get that item and i gotta battle this guy and then go back and do that and yeah yeah no, I, I, yeah i skip trainers i like to go back to a spot and have them try to fight me <laughs> i think it's fun i think that there's also i I think it was Dawn, which is, I guess, it, I think if, if you're playing as a girl, I think it's Lucas, maybe. <coughs> I think they give you this, I haven't tested it out, but I think it's an ability to where if you, if you activate it, you can see trainers that want to battle you again, which I, I do really like that. So I'll have to see, I'll have to see how that works, but I think that's in there. Obviously, I don't know the oh, nuances awesome. of it. I, I do remember that feature of Pearl, just playing through Pearl and you can do that. And it's like the little things that you forget about the game back then. They're like making their way back now. The poke edge too is like one of those things where like I didn't really need it playing through it at first, mm-hmm. but when it popped up in my corner, I was like, "I miss you. I see you." Yeah, the you. little clock with the Pikachu on it, and yeah, yeah it's always in military calendar. time, and can't change it out of military time. Yeah. I love military time. I only use military time. For some weird reason. It's probably because of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, man. Imagine. <laughs> way back then. <laughs> I was playing it at six. It, it was probably really informative, man. And that may have... That probably, honestly, was probably your first exposure well, to it. Think about it. Like, what can a six-year-old learn from playing a game like Pokemon? Like, objectively. Like, what can a six-year-old learn? Perseverance. Exploration. Exploration. Questioning. hmm You know? Also, like navigation, like remembering where you've been. Yes. Yes. That's something that I've actually been really good at. Like, and thankfully enough. What else? It's so much, dude. We could keep going. So much a six-year-old could learn about, like, the real world from playing a game like Pokemon. Yeah, definitely. Also, compassion. Because um, I actually, it's more evident in this game than it was in the original. And I actually... I actually just today had an encounter that, that I can use in this example for this. If you're friendly or towards your Pokemon, they they can pull like crazy, crazy stats. Like I got hit by a, a tab that was going to KO a Pokemon and my Pokemon, it said Jirachi toughened it up because it didn't want to let you down. And it, it survived because... Yeah. I don't know, because I've been nice to it, and it didn't... Actually, it might have been, like, because it didn't want to make you sad or something, or yeah. it didn't want you to get upset. So it's kind of like if you're friendlier towards your Pokemon and 
I actually, I, I don't really know too much how to make them friendlier to you other than by having them walk around with you, which I don't know if you've gotten to that part yet, but man, once you have them walk around with you, oh, it just changes the game. It's just so, so much cuter. It makes it feel, it makes you feel so much more connected. I actually, I have not, maybe like once or twice in Pokemon Shield, I was like, man, I really want to go camping right now. And like really maybe once or twice, but then I was today, I was like, man, I wish there was something I could do with my Pokemon, like go camping because I was like, I just want to hang out with them. And I mean, like you can do the contest with them and yeah. stuff like that. So I might, I think I might be in, I might get into the contest. I don't know. We'll see. Did one show. That sounds fun. The contest. Well, I think that's about all I had, man. I mean, you just got to play these games. Brilliant Diamond, Shiny yeah, Pearl. Let's, let's get back into the Sinnoh region. Yeah, actually, dude, we're going to be spending so much time in the Shinar region because, I mean, I'm going to be playing this throughout this this whole, like, season. And obviously, like, in the winter, you know, it gets cold. Get a little bit of seasonal depression, maybe. And I'm just so excited to just have this, uh, have this game to play that when I'm feeling down. I need to just wrap myself in a blanket. Me too. It's cold. It's cold in the city. Like, I don't know if you were cold today, but I was so cold today. Dude, I, I ran yeah. into some guy in the train and he was he was homeless. I gave him a dollar and I gave him the beanie off my head. So I was like, dude, you need to put something on your head. It's really cold. It's cold out. It's cold out here, man. I think it was 33 degrees today. It was below freezing. It was below freezing today at some point. Dang. That's, I should probably take my AC out of my <laughs> out of my window. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean it's it's getting cold out here. And I mean we're gonna be spending some more time in the Shinar region just because I think in January Legends Arceus comes out too, which I'm excited oh, for. Oh yeah. It's gonna be good to have that like mm-hmm. navigation, having already navigated it. Your hippocampus is gonna be ready for that uncharted to know. Oh man, I'm actually really excited. There's you know, I think that they've, in preparation for Legend of Arceus, I think they've done some stuff. I think they've made some changes. I don't know exactly. I mean, like like I said, like we're pretty early game in. I've run into a couple NPCs that have mentioned ancient times to me. Really? Along those lines, like once you're in like Floroma Town, I think that like there's an NPC that talks to you about I actually, uh, what? I think I remember. That's the one with all the little fl- flowers. All the flowers, yeah. And they're like, this used to be a barren wasteland. And then one person started planting yeah. flowers. And it was like flower by flower, person by person. This turned into Floroma Town, which is just this beautiful town that's just covered in flowers. He's like, you should plant a flower. It could change someone's life or something like that, which I was like, dang, but. So I that's deep. Yeah, I think it'd be crazy just to see what Floroma Town is like in, in Legends Arceus. Like I'm sure there's gonna be a tie back there. And there's also Yeah, it makes me think about that Pokemon with the grass on its back. It looks kind of like a porcupine in the legendary you know which one I'm talking about? What what game is Gross. it? Gross he's in the center region. The legendary Pokemon. It's like I think it's a grass type. From Legends Arceus, like it's this, it's a Sinnoh region legend. Uh, maybe it's a Legends Arceus. Let me see, Grass Sinnoh Legends. They really, I think they wanted to do Legends of Arceus in the Sinnoh region because the mythology for the Sinnoh region was so well done, and mm-hmm. that's something that I fell in love with as a kid. That mythology was just there for me, and it 
it was really like a basis for other mythology because I got into like a bunch of other ones, but this was really like a, just pretty well thought out. It was pretty complex. It was complex enough for a kid to be like, wow, like this is just amazing. Yeah, they really, really go really into it in this one. But it also not like they go really into it, but also but they, they leave it open ended too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's they they give you a lot of it's it's said or like in ancient times they said or things like that. Yeah, I'm still trying to find this Pokemon free. It's a it's actually I know it's in that town that you go catch it. I remember you have to go back to the town in the post game. Chris, no, it's not Chrysalia. Is it Shaman? Oh, oh, that sounds familiar. S-A- How do you spell that? S-H-A-Y-M-I-N. Yep. Shaman. Can you get that? Shaman. You catch it in Florama. How do you get that? I remember you have to beat the game? I, yeah, I remember I fell in love with Shaman because it was so cool that you could go back to this town and catch it, in the fl- of course, in the flower town. And yeah, really cool Pokemon. Also was in the anime, which I also got into as a kid. really liked watching the show too. Oh, man. Apparently you can't get it and can't get it yet, but hopefully maybe that might be a DLC kind of thing. I can see them doing that, like releasing like a DLC, but yeah, that's really cool, man. I, I never made it that far. So what, what kind of moves does it have? I remember it was like a pretty cool grass move. It had a specific move to it. That was like a flower kind of like oh. a, like an overpowered magical leaf. Oh, that's cool. I always loved magical leaf, man. I, I think, oh. I just love the way that move looks. I, I actually, I normally, I do normally have it on my grass Pokemon because it's like a like a TM. It's, I mean, it never misses. But actually, dude, I don't have a grass type on my team right now. Do you have a grass type? Not yet. I need one. Yeah. I don't know. I might not. Yeah. I might not have one this this go around, dude. I mean, I have I have Shinx. You know, it does a lot of grass stuff for me. Yeah. That's... Besides the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I have Kyrados for that. I know. Yeah, I don't know, man. We might have to battle. I, dude, my team is really not Nash right now. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I don't know, man. My Bruja, she's she's crazy, bro. She she might mess me up. She she might mess up your whole squad. Like I'm talking only Bruja. She's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna mess y'all up. She's tough, bro. She's thirty. Level thirty. No, no, she's sturdy, but she oh, will, she oh, will soon be level 30, that's for sure. Uh, I was about to say, if you're taking on the second gym with level 30 Pokemon, man. Dude, my, done. my chimichurri is almost there, though. He's already 25. Yeah, I think I think my whole team is pretty much at 27. I'm pretty even, except for my Cranidos. It's a little bit behind, but yeah, I mean, obviously... <clears throat> I mean, we're super, super ecstatic about this game. I mean, we're both kind of getting horse in the throw here as we've been talking so much about it. Man, this totally, like, ignited my love again. So I'm just excited to keep playing it, dude. I can't wait to make another kind of follow-up episode. Yeah, definitely, man. When well, are we going to make another episode? I don't know. We probably have to get more into it. Do you want to do, do, like, a post-game? or? Yeah, maybe a post-game. Or maybe – after some gyms, maybe after the six gym or something like that. Yeah, let's do a let's do a, a six gym check in. Oh, okay. I'm down. Six gym check in. I think that's a good point to like get midpoint, and then from there we can do a post game. Yeah, I'm about it, man. 
All right, dude. I think I'm good to end this up. Let's do it. All right, trainers. Get your gym badges. Get peace, out there, get after it. Peace in the Sinnoh streets. Peace in the Sinnoh region. <laughs>